Hello, hello, awesome people, and welcome to Authors Chat with Allison, where I will be interviewing inspiring authors and upcoming authors about their book, their brand, and their business. Today, I have with me Dr. Sita Maloon Gibson, author, speaker, and trainer. Welcome. Well, thank you, Allison. Good morning and power greetings to you. Uh, hailing you from the wonderful state of Florida. Welcome, welcome. Tell us a little bit about you. Introduce yourself to the audience, um, the listening audience, so they'll know more about you. Okay, I would. I I am the the founder and uh, CEO of MGAA Professional Development Institute. Uh, sometimes you'll see it at ATIC, A-T-I-C, and MGAA Professional Development Institute, home-based in uh, Florida. And uh, what we do is we are a, a nonprofit and a pro- for-profit side, and we are all about growing and empowering future leaders. That's our visionary statement. We want to take leaders uh, from point A to point B to empower them to be their best selves. Uh, I found this company based on a need, uh, uh, based on a need, 10 years ago, 10, well, 15 years ago, and I did it as a transition into a position preparing myself for retirement. So, okay, you said retirement. Yeah, I retired after 29 years. I did retirement from the uh, United States Army Corps of Engineers. And I retired also uh, succinctly from Department of Defense as an executive leader. I work with Department of Treasury, uh, Department of Defense, Department of Army, Navy, Air Force. Yes, I had all those jobs. In the military and in Department of Defense, you have the opportunity to have different positions and work for different agencies, which is a blessing, and I know, Allison, you know all about that, and uh, I have a wonderful uh, son and daughter and a spouse, and um, I'm from the Virgin Islands, in case those of you are listening and want to know where my accent is from, St. Thomas, and usually I have Empowerment Island once a year, but uh, because of our current environment, we are not going to have it this year. So um, that's it, and I will let Allison ask me all the questions she wants to, and I won't toot my own horn too much. You will, you'll be able to go to my uh, website and read all about myself and the things that I am uh, doing right now. Wow, you know, that is so awesome because I only visited St. Thomas one time, and I fell in love with St. Thomas, and I never asked you where you were from. Oh, my gracious, I really love St. Thomas. Well, um, I know that was a little off topic, but what I wanted to ask you was, what do you believe are the great traits of a leader? Well, actually, Allison, a great leader must, number one, I would say be an awesome an effective listener. And um, everyone wants to be a leader. I want to clarify this first and say everyone wants to be a leader. Everyone has a dream as to, um, 
to be a leader in some capacity, whether it's in business, whether it's in relationship. Homeowners are leaders. You know, a lot of my clients who are housewives, and I told them, and I don't call them really housewives, I said they're domestic engineers because they can do everything. They, they They know how to budget. They know how to manage. They know time management. They know everything. So for me, a great leader, you know, could have a dream, but a dream is not enough. And I like to tell people it depends, but these three things I tell them, uh, based on my training and my knowledge uh, as a trained and certified John Maxwell uh, trainer, I usually tell them that attitude is a big thing when it become when it's time to be a leader. If you have a bad attitude, you need to fix that before you become a leader because leaders don't have time to have pity parties. And I tell folks that you know, if you're if you have a po- a positive attitude, it will take you a long way. Now, you don't have to be happy go lucky, positive all the time. There's a time when you're going to have to just stand up and say, "Hey, enough is enough." But you must have a positive attitude. And 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 be a listener. Listening is key. You don't want to be one that truncates everything and, and say do as I as I say, not as I do. You want to be able to listen to your staff. You want to be able to listen to your family. You want to be able to listen to those people that you build relationships and partnerships with. So listening is a key trait of an effective leader. Next, I want to say discipline. An effective leader should be disciplined to work with a variety of people in a variety of functional areas. And when I say with a variety of people, we're looking at our environment now, and there's a lot of talk about race and gender and ethnicity and inclusion and diversity that is something that I learned years ago and experienced years ago because the United States um, military armed forces, it was the most and still is the most diverse culture of leaders. And Department of Defense is very diverse in the cultures and leaders. So right now it's becoming more visible and uh uh, like the young folks said, people are awoke, or there's an awakening now, awakening now. But there has always been a rumble. I like to say it, a rumble in the force, and um, the rumble is the underlying issue of racism, sexism, ageism. Uh, you know, um, the you know, and um, I just had a brain freeze, and having, you know, differences about individuals with disabilities. Individuals with disabilities are just that, individuals with disabilities, but they have abilities beyond measure. One of my greatest mentors was an individual that had, was born with cerebral palsy, and he, um, he was all, he's all the way up. He was an SES. I mean, he mentored a whole lot of us from a distance. So I say you have to be disciplined to work with um, individuals, but before you work with those individuals, you must be disciplined enough to work on yourself. Your 
I don't like to say weakness, but I like to say your challenges that you have, your work on your inner self, your outer self, your professional decorum. If you lack initiative in doing that, I tell people, you know, that's just, that's just laziness, and you will not make it as a leader. So my first thing, you know, I said, you know, you have to have a good attitude. You have to be able to listen. Secondly, you have to be disciplined and be able to work across um, various uh, ethnicities, various cultures, various functional areas within uh, your company and outside. You can have partnerships, good partnerships and business relationships if you don't have that. And thirdly, we're going to talk here about relationships. Relationships, you need to build solid relationships. I tell people that when you move up, try to carry two people with you. Everybody is not your friend. And, you, and, and those of us that are on Facebook, you know, oh, you got 5,000 friends. I say, yeah, there might be 5,000 followers. But... I like to say that my friends list is, uh, you know, less than two hands, and then I might have some confident uh, individuals that I can confide in. So when you move up, when you're building relationship, if you have relationship issues, or I can't get along with that person because they're black, white, yellow, green, purple, whatever, look at yourself first. What type, why are you not being able to do that? Is it a past stereotype or perception? And sometimes we have to get rid of the stereotypes and perceptions. We know that there are things that are in our past, and we need to use them only as a reference point when we're talking about anything, especially relationship. You use it as a reference point so that you don't make that same mistake again. You know, you you know, some people are still living in the past. They're not forgiving. They're not forget. Then they're not forgiving, and they're not forgetting. But if you forget and you forgive, you release that. You're just holding and binding yourself down. So I said, when you want to be an effective leader, one of the things you have to do is you have to be uh, with people, deal with people. And work with people that you don't like, but you have to be the bigger person. And your walk with them and, and building that bridge with them will will make them to respect you more as a leader. So if you have um, relationship issues, that's you. When people say they don't like you, you know, all of these uh, young people that's on social media, they get all upset because people don't like them and they have these battles on on uh, social media, it's not their problem that Cedar Gibson don't like them. It's Cedar Gibson's problem because she is making what's uh, their crisis, her emergency, to respond back to that negativity. So I said build relationships, you know, um, and when you move up, you can carry two, you can't carry everybody. And in relationships, everybody wants you to buy from them. They want you to hire them. They want you to send money for them. And if you don't, you know, they'll cut you off in a minute. So that's how you're going to know who your real friends are. Not that they have to buy from you every time or send you money or, you know, or, or um, you have to be on their podcast or whatever. You know, you understand what I'm saying? 
People get mad just for getting mad, and you're not going to be in light at all. I always like to tell people to crucify Jesus. So who am I? You know? <laughs> Yes. They crucified Jesus on the cross for us, so who am I if they talk about me? They talk about Jesus, you know, so what if they talk about me? So those are the those are some of the uh the things right now, you know, in um I I am in several books. I have penned co authored three books. I mean co co authored three books and um oh, let me take that back. I have co authored thirteen books and I have penned three books. And my last project is The Professional Woman. It's a collaboration with the uh, Professional Woman's Network. And uh, it's entitled Leadership, Courage, and Confidence. And I think in this environment now, that's what a leader should have. They should be able to lead. They should have the courage to take risks. And they should be confident and bold enough that they can stand on their own feet. And um, and, and and that's a good uh, resource, and uh, I'm not going to tell anybody to, you know, call me and buy it. If you're interested in it, you don't have to pay the shipping and handling. You just pay the cost, and I will send you that book. Wow. You, you know, you shared a lot of um, nuggets about leadership. I was trying to write everything down so that I can go back through and make sure that, you know, <laughs> I have the leadership qualities. Now, another question, and you talked about your um, your co-author in 13 books and pen three books. I want to talk a little bit about the, the last book, The Leadership, Courage, and Confidence. But before um, I talk about that, I wanted to ask you this question. How do you identify your leadership style? My leadership style, I, I like to tell, first I like to tell folks, you, you, you could have one leadership style that you are predominantly in, but your leadership style should be situational. My predominant leadership style is empowering others, and I got that based on my experience and my years, you know, working in in um, the federal government and in the military as a senior leader. And I say mine is empowerment because I went up through the ranks fast. My story, I think you know that, Allison, a lot of people hear it, is from the pit to the palace, I say from private to colonel. And, um, and what I did is I empowered myself all the way. When I came into the military, I had one year of college that I didn't even count as a year of college, and um, because I um, I wasn't I was that rebellious teenager at the time, you know, went to college. But what I liked was music, so I just went to music class and gym, <laughs> and um, I waste my parents' uh, money and uh, the scholarship part of the scholarship that I had. I paid all that back. It wasn't a whole lot, you know, back then, you know, five hundred dollars or whatever. But my leadership style is really uh, strategic and transformational leadership. As a leader, especially now in the time of crisis situation here in the year 2020, we have to be fluid with our leadership style, but we have to be uh, strategic in that we are not we are working now in the here but we need to also have that focus of where we want to be 5 years from now especially when it comes to uh 
small business owners, and when it comes to uh, clergy, individuals that are in churches. Uh, as you know right now, uh, you know, uh, and, and I've went into uh, some churches and I've done some workshops on growth in different areas, and I tell them that's what, I told them this like three, four years ago. I said, well, what is your exit plan? You should be planning for your exit plan, you know, not not when crisis happens and you don't have a backup plan. I talked about backup plan for almost 20 years now. You have to be strong enough so that you will be sustainable in times like these. Some people ask me, what are you doing now? I say, I'm re-strategizing, I'm rebranding, I'm rebuilding, but I'm already retired twice because I planned for that, you know, when I was uh when I was in my teens, really, I said I want to retire early. And I retired really early, but they called me back. So I say your leadership style should be strategic and transformational. You should be strategically planning now, Allison, uh, for the next generation. You know, legacy. Who is going to take your place when you say, okay, I don't want to do this anymore? And if you're not going to turn it over to your, if you're not going to turn it over to a family member or business partner, what is your exit strategy? And how are you going to transform others uh, within the next five years? What are you going to do to build your community, your business, your church? your organization, what are you going to do in the next five years? And then you bring in, you know, bring in value. You know, me, I want to bring value to others so that it could be sustainable. They could be sustainable. Have succession plans in place now for the next five years. And then you won't have to ask for a stimulus package to bail you out or anything like that. You'll be, uh, and not saying that's a bad thing, but even if you get the package, you would have already had your plan in place, and you'll just have to execute it. Wow, wow, that is so awesome. I was going to ask you what advice um, would you offer, and I believe you had already given it, you know, when you were saying, you know, do you have a plan for the next five years? Right. So at this time, I wanted to ask you to talk a little bit about the um, book, Leadership, Courage, and Confidence. Okay, well, Leadership, Courage, and and Confidence is a compilation of um, 22 authors, and there are a variety of uh, subjects in here. And most of the authors in this book, uh, we all have our doctorates, and, and I don't know if Linda did that intentionally or not, but, you know, I look, I'm looking at it, and it's, I say, oh, that is so nice. And they all offer different modalities of transforming, of courage, and of confidence. My chapter specifically was 2020, Lens of Leadership from a Spiritual Perspective. Now, I wrote this, you know, this book just came out, but we sent our chapters in, and I had this chapter written way back last year because I was thinking on visionary things for 2020. And some of the strategies that I have in here are things that uh, we're talking about right now, that we just talked about, you know, stepping stones to, you know, your success, 
strategic planning, just simple things. And this is not a complex uh, collaboration of authors. It's not complex. We try to make our chapters simplistic but content quality. That's how I like to say that, simplistic but content quality. This book consists of over 270 pages, and um, and it's an awesome book, and it's for empowering others. And I like to tell people, you know, that if you don't have the courage now and the, confid- and the confidence now, when are you going to get it? Our young people are really standing up when I look at the young people talking about the book. When I look at this, the uh, young people that's coming up, they're the ones that are going out. They're standing up, but they need some of us adults to be behind them in pushing them and supporting them for the next generation, you know, because they're the next generation. They are the legacy carriers of our vision, of our leadership, and um and of the courage and if we look at uh when i when i when i think of courage and i look at uh representative councilman john r lewis as we just uh as we're still uh eulogizing him across the country he was a courageous teenager i don't even see how I would have made it through that time. You know, that's what I tell people. I don't see how I would have made it through that time. But when we talk about listening, discipline, and attitude, that's what took him to where he was at from a teenager all the way up to almost the 80 years old, serving a servant leader in the United States Congress. And the thing about it is he was very humble. I've met him several several times, and I've taken several photos with him, but back then it was on Polaroid. It was on a CD, which I can't find a CD. But when you look at him and you hear him speak, he has a, a very calm demeanor. But when he wants to make a point, I've listened to him in con- Congress, he has an infliction but it's still not like some of us would have, you know, throwing books or rowdy or whatever. I honor him today. I want to close and say I honor him today because he was very courageous. He was confident. He was a leader. And um, I, I just want, that's how I want to close. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, my sister, for just opening this door for me to share a little tidbit about some things that hopefully will empower others to move to their next level. You are so welcome. I'm just honored to have you on the show, so I thank you. And as we get ready to close, um, please provide um, the listening audience with um, your information if they wanted to buy the book or, you know, learn more about you, your contact okay, if information. If you want to learn more about me, go to uh, www inspire that's i n s p i r e lead l e a d grow g r o w dot com i am on all the social media uh platforms twitter linkedin uh facebook instagram 
Amicita, Dr. Amicita Maloon, hyphen Gibson, G-I-B-S-O-N. And they can also go to empowermentdoc.com, trademarked. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that information. On behalf of Gospel Time Machine, AGD Publishing, we here at Authors Chat with Allison would like to thank you for taking time out to spend your day with us. Wishing you much success and blessings on your journey. Peace.